If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more shopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant quality goodness made with fresh high quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor Meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right, you heard me, I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust. When we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, little four-leaf clovers. Oh. Touch a four-leaf clover. Ooh, baby, you yeah, 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 yeah. Try and look my cool your way. Here, Here I am. We listened to that today. On a cloud. 
welcome back to our show. Welcome to our jam session. <laughs> yes. So happy belated birthday to Erica Badu. We did not say that. Okay. But we want to say happy birthday it was last week. Huh? I should have used my four leaf clover tea for next week. Yeah. Because St. Patty's Day is next Sunday. Oh, well, it's anyway. okay. Y'all happy, getting it early. Right. Um, And happy belated International Women's Day. Yes. To You're you, Queen. Every one month, it's all in you. Anything you want done, baby, do it naturally. Whoa. Um, rest in peace to Whitney. Um, yeah, how's it going? I can guess the spell. <laughs> Since we're opening with songs, um, how, how's it going? You were casting going, spells? I can cast them. <laughs> Secrets you can tell. My weekend, I mean, I'm going good. I'm doing she good. Said, I'm doing good. My voice, as you can hear, more it voices come back. Is, yes, I'm basically... God. That bitch, <laughs> unstoppable. Yeah, you're back. I'm back and I'm better. better. I'm back and I'm better. And thank you to my homegirl who left a review saying for me to that get well. That was very kind. That yes. was, thank you. I'm glad you seen I had to push through and persevere. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we're here. So thankful. So glad to be here with y'all. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, how's your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, Pretty chill, but fun still. Friday didn't do much. Didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Honestly, um, Saturday did my typical running errands that I do on Saturdays. And then um, yesterday night, Saturday night, went to um, the Selection Jazz Night, which was amazing. Yeah. First of all, Catalyst is this band collected from Inglewood. Going to be downloading the music. Yeah. You know, I was already on their Instagram. Like, so what y'all done did that they I do, missed? They, they're the band for sure. They're the band for... Oh, I know. They had Sir on their page. Yeah, Tiffany Goucher. I love Tiffany Goucher, and they're I love Sir. Yeah, they're the band. Like the kind of Inglewood band yeah, for Iman almost... Yeah, Imani Imani Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were amazing. So it was them. They were the band. They did some of their own songs, but they also played um, for several artists, mm -hmm. which was nice. Selection honestly never disappoints. If they um, come to your city, you honestly should go and then listen to them on Beats One Radio. Yes. Fire. Plug. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So same thing for me. In the morning, I ran. I didn't run my errands. I ran. And <laughs> you ran. Uh, yeah. Your errands ran you. My errands ran, ran me. Getting ready for this 13.1 uh, that's coming up. Yes. I'm getting more and more excited, yes. more and more pumped. And more and more prepared. And more and more prepared, and I'm getting stronger. Yeah. So um, that was good in the morning. And then, yeah, the jazz night had a great time. It was just nice to see everybody out there looking good. The vibe was switched up vibe a little bit. The vibe was amazing. So, um, yeah. You know what? I was thinking while we were there, I'm like, if you a nigga who lives in L.A., and you can't come up with no date ideas for your woman. Either you're lazy or you're toxic. Yeah, There's, or both. Or both. You're lazy or toxic or both. Because that was just the perfect place. Cheap, $20, $25 mm -hmm. date. Mm -hmm. 50 for the both of y'all. Get a couple of drinks or pregame, whatever you need to do. That was a nice, cheap, like. Not, I don't want to say cheap. Let's say nice, inexpensive, nice, price. affordable. I'll say a nice, reasonably priced. Yes. Um, Out of the box type date. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you have a music lover, follow Selection. There are so many places you can take your date or your, just go by yourself because all of the events are unique. It's not like, oh, we're going to go and get the same thing. Yeah, that's like, that's funny that you say that. They are pretty all, like, all pretty different. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is nice. They have um, range. Range. They have range. So, yeah, Versatility, that was good. baby. 
um weekend was good and then of course the time the time change oh has bitch i tried to take me. that out my memory that's grabbed me my by, by my vulva lips <laughs> i'm like oh whoa wait hold on i hate the time change it's like the the clock jumps ahead an hour but i'll be feeling like i lost four it really affects you it really throws everybody off your circadian rhythm yeah something is just off i'm like oh wait Wait, what time is I it? I woke up today at 10 something. I never wake up at, I usually wake up at 7.30. Granted, I didn't go to bed, go to until, bed until 4. 3, 4, yeah. But that's because the time changed. Right. But I was, I was shook and I'm like, I cannot go to work tomorrow. <laughs> we can, if we make up so many excuses for not going to work. But yeah, the time changed. So anyway, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Um, so this week. The only thing that's been taking over the interwebs is the coronavirus. I'm over it. That's what's going on this I'm week. I'm over it. The coronavirus got everybody up in arms. The media has everybody the up media in the arms. Due to the coronavirus. But the coronavirus is not new. So, anyways, what I was hearing, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from health medical professionals and also just reading. The CDC. Is that the coronavirus is um like a strain of the flu, mm -hmm. right? And the reason why people are in a frenzy over it is because it's a new strain that there's no uh, medication created for yet because it's new. They're still trying to figure it out. There's so many different strains of the flu, and this is like what happens. A strain of the flu is introduced, and then they come up with a treatment for it. But the coronavirus, which comes from animals, mm -hmm. that's where a lot of these... Uh, um, outbreak flu strains, flu strains come from like bird, bird flu, flu, swine flu, and now we have this coronavirus that they say came from bats. bats. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh. nasty. I fucking hate those. <laughs> um, so these, since these come from um, animals and they're transferred to humans, and then they get transferred human by Mute, human, mutate almost. Yeah, and so they're they're finding it kind of hard to come up with um, a treatment for it, a cure for it. And there has been some fatalities, but there's fatalities with the regular flu as well. The yeah. flu that we come to know, that we go get that flu shot for, if you do get that. Um, but the media is basically making it seem like the world's coming to an end. Everything's being shut down. South by South Southwest, Southwest is getting canceled. Ultra was canceled. Ultra was canceled. They're making it seem like, oh my God, everything, this is next, that's next. I'm not speaking what's next because there's <laughs> power in the tongue. <laughs> there's power in the tongue. And nothing will be canceled. Yeah. Like, no weapon formed. No. and then, Not even the it coronavirus. Creates a, it creates a frenzy and kind of puts pressure, I think, on people to cancel the events. Because they're like, you know, we don't want to seem negligent. Or like, um, also like cause this major risk for all these people to die. Oh my God. It's so intense. It's so intense. But you know what's, what's crazy? I was, on Friday, I was scrolling through Netflix trying to find something to watch. And one of my recommendations was um, this documentary, docuseries called Pandemic, right? Pan, pandemic like outbreak. Mm -hmm. And so I clicked on it and I'm like, fuck this time out. What is this? Mm -hmm. And so basically, it's talking about just like what's going on right now, how. Ever so often, there's a different strain of the flu that's introduced that causes a pandemic and wipes out, like, large portions of the population. That's what they were talking about. And so they were talking about how, um, and I think 1918 or something like that, um, Ebola. Yeah. 
came. And so they were basically talking about gear up because it's it's, it's supposed to be happening soon. And then the coronavirus hit? Germany, this docuseries was released in 2020. How coincidental that this is on Netflix. Yeah. Put on Netflix in 2020 and this coronavirus pops up in January. Now, I'm no hotep. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm definitely no conspiracy theorist. But come on. Yeah. It's all. What are the odds? The powers that be. They're just trying to infiltrate us with all of this info so that we can be living in fear, quarantined up in our homes. Let me tell you, last night, I, I told you already. Y'all, we were out in, of course, a group of people at the concert. I mean, at the night out. This man sneezed in a group of us. It was like a group of people standing together. He sneezed three times in a row and everybody was like. Probably ready to get him, we, usher him out. Looking, looking at him like, where's the Is hat mask? Yeah, we're like, where are the suits? Where are the suits? It's yeah. just crazy. It's crazy. So, y'all, biggest thing you could do is proper hygiene. Wash your hands. You know, the day-to-day -day stuff you should be doing. Right. Just maintain your health. Stay well. Stay blessed. Stay in the Lord. Stay in the Lord. Stay in the Lord. And if you're sick, you should be staying away from people. That's just normal. Stay home. Um, But take off them little masks. I seen memes, too, that was like, I coughed, I coughed a couple times, and my boss sent me an email. was like, go ahead and go home. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, go that home. That was really happening on Twitter. Somebody <clears throat> said, I coughed, and now my boss told me that I should go ahead and head out. Yeah, go home. I'm like, let me get to coughing. Right. So I, I can't cough. I got many my PTO. I'm going to be holding it. <laughs> like, holding it in like, I ain't sick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, take off them little masks. There's a certain mask that. N95. Yeah, the N95 mask that really. Um, I had that at work. Like, provides a seal. That, and there's a certain special way you have to put them on. So you have that to be nothing, fitted for the right one. Yeah, you can't so just that nothing up. can get inside. The the little mask that we be wearing have um, pockets on the side. So <laughs> the, the virus mask. can get in through the crack, mamita. <laughs> you have on that mask and you're still susceptible to the virus. Yeah. So just take deep. it off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Corona, I rebuke you. Get out of here. Get behind me. I call face. for healing. No, really. I know some people are losing their lives, but y'all know how we do here. I just want this Corona stuff to die down. I want a cure to be found and I want it to leave us alone. But take advantage of the cheap flights if you're not um, fearful. Another meme that said everybody's like, stay in your house. Don't go out. And don't do this. And the millennials are all headed to the airport. We're like, bye, cheap flights. Right. So this again, we're true. not being ignorant to it. We know that it does exist and there are some necessary precautions that have to be taken. All we're saying is the media really gasses shit up. And then somebody said, you trying to die in the States or you trying to die out the country, okay. like on Greece, in Greece. <laughs> they were like, why is everybody buying tickets? And they're like, what you trying to do, die here or in Mexico? Or live your best life. Period. Where are you dying at? Yeah, there's some, really the domestic flights are what's really below. So if you got somewhere to go, book it. get your ticket now. My mom was going to Miami. Originally, the flights were 600 She got it for 300 on the day of the um, South by Southwest cancellation. So, yeah, y'all, um, stay safe, but Tappy. stay woke. Stay woke. Um, in other news, the baby slapped another fan. He's two seconds away from being canceled. <laughs> He's two seconds. I just said it before that he needs to get into some sort of anger management. First of all, why do you have security if you're if you always the one cocking back and slapping someone? Fire the security, bruh. Yeah. You got it. You got it handled. So he's saying that um, a fan, a woman. This he didn't was know a woman, it was a woman. This was a woman he hit. 
terribly hard. I mean, he. I would have got up ready to fight him. I couldn't have took it laying down. And once he slapped me at that point. <laughs> once he slapped her, he was going. You would have took it laying down. Cause I would have had to pop up. Security My homegirls would have been like, uh-uh, we ready to ride. Are you kidding? Mm. It happened so quickly. My God. The girl, he, it didn't look like she hit him in the mouth to me, and it didn't look like an intentional hit. There might have been contact. Now, there seemed like there was contact with the cell phone. But the bigger thing is, the baby, no. What's There's wrong on so Jonathan? many parts. No, I got to call him Jonathan now. Jonathan, you have hit a woman. Now, you know she's going to come back with a lawsuit. This is the second time. Remember that time he socked that lady? He was like, I didn't know that it was, was a woman. That. I didn't know because it was um, a lesbian. It was sad. It was a lesbian. He was like, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know homie was a, a girl, a woman. I didn't know she was a woman. At this point, we got to stop. And at this point, woman or man, you can't just be hitting people. I was, I was sue his ass something cold. And he talking about, I got 10,000 for whoever got the footage of that clocking me in my face, in my eye. Because <laughs> she had that flash on. He said he couldn't see. It was like, I got 10,000 uh, whoever could give me the footage that show. She hit me in the eye. You're going to need more than 10000 baby. Well, he giving that to the person who's I'm just giving over the footage. going to need more than that. Well, oh, he yeah. need that to take it to court? He need that footage Probably, to take yeah, it to like court to defend me, himself. Like he didn't see that it was a woman. I don't know. Do better. At the end of the day, you still assaulted her. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to be, what you going to say? She assaulted me. Yeah. The reverse assault. <laughs> we both assaulted each other. Let's just cancel it out. They are, this is, he got to stop. He got to sit down. It's gotten a little out of hand now. Yeah. And I, I, I feel him like, I don't want people putting their hands on me either. Or they like. Which is why you need a Julian. Beyonce has never been touched. <laughs> she has not been touched. And you need to change your security because there should be a barrier around you. Yeah. To where people cannot get to you. He just has somebody guiding him through the, the crowd. That's it. That security would be fired so quick. I would be like, oh, you ain't you, protecting you me. You keep getting me involved in stuff. Yeah. That's what I would say. What are you here for it's if I'm fault. fighting my own battles? Yeah. What else is going on? Um, That was it, though, Um, I think. A lot of new music came out this week oh, really yes. quickly. Our our sister, Lil Uzi, she dropped, came. dropped music. She came. She came. She came with it. She's back. Megan uh, Eternal Eternal Take. Eternal Take. Our sis, who was battling a legal battle. Yeah. You seen him? Um, that meme on Twitter was like, our sis Megan in her legal wig fighting the good yes. legal fight or something. <laughs> she looked cute. She did. She always looks cute. She Megan's, does. Megan's I love her point. style. Her Sugar, look. the EP. Oh, so Megan. So basically, you know, Megan said that these are her alter ego. So there's Tina Snow, Hot mm. Girl Meg, and Sugar. And she said Sugar is um a real ass a real ass girl who really goes through things and like, you know, is growing and trying to find her way. Meg is all mix. Meg, the sad, hot girl Meg is like cocky. She knows she the shit. Da 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 da. Tina Snow is like on her pimp shit. You know. I thought Sugar was on her pimp. No, she said that. Sugar, Sugar was giving me pimp. Sugar is navigating and she is still trying to, you know, find her way. Um, she makes mistakes. Tina must have been She's on learning. a couple of those records though. Cause yeah, because she... you saw Tina was the one. Tina spoke with her before she got, gets on the Sugar records. On the B-I-T-C-H. Oh, I didn't listen to that. Sugar, I mean, Tina was like, get out here and show them who oh, you are. Oh, you must have seen the video. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, that's not on the um, album, on the EP. Okay, but that's anyway, cool. Anyway, so Sugar, um, she was able to release Sugar, yeah. Good for her. Keep fighting. And then we got our sis, Janae. Yeah. She always comes with things to let, for us to empower us, to let these niggas know, I'm not the one nor the two. 
Just, I'm just going to say it. I'm not I'm that I'm not the thrilled. one nor the two. I listened again, and I think overall it was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I have to listen again because it, it lost me after track six or seven. <clears throat> I'm like, Ugh. She came really hard six and seven. It took a different turn towards the end, but there's still some good ones there. Okay. Yeah. Going to have to listen again. Um, But that's that on that. The ones where she came, she came. She did. So, anywho. And we yeah. need you to keep coming and we need you to keep came. when you came you came with these <laughs> ratings and reviews okay it's extremely important for you to make sure that you subscribe and um rate, rate and review the show yes uh when you do that it gives the show more notoriety it makes it more visible it gives the show legs it, and we're running this year so yes. we need to keep the legs on we do so let us highlight our review of the week this comes from beck she says Truly special. I'm super late with this review, but here I am. A friend recommended I listen a couple years ago, and I listened, and I listened again, and again, and again. This podcast is amazing. I'm never not in a mood to listen. Y'all bring insight, laughs, and truth to everything you talk about. Y'all compliment each other so well. You cover a multitude of topics. Y'all gather the fuck out of me every time. And y'all show, show me love on Twitter when I shout y'all out. I never knew I needed y'all. Thank you for everything. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and um, you already know we're going to shout you out. We shout all of y'all out. That's why you all should share this story, share this episode on your story, so that we can shout you out on Instagram, too. Yes, that's important. That's our call to action this year. We're getting the numbers up. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. At the Black Girl Bravado Pod. So. Also, Patreon. Oh, yeah. You can Follow us over on Patreon. That is uh, where we provide you with bonus content, additional episodes, playlists, affirmation play um, episodes, so many things over there. So follow us over on Patreon. That is down in the show notes. We didn't have any new patrons this week. Boo you girls. <laughs> Boo, Boo you whore. Yeah. <laughs> so last week's episode was episode 135. Love is patient discerning new relationship energy this is part five of our series so the affirmation that we shared is i am navigating the newness of my romantic relationship with great <coughs> not that that was that wasn't great <laughs> i'm still struggling a little bit okay. with grace and awareness so y'all know we've been manifesting our new bays so um it was extremely important for us to just tap in and chat about NRE, new relationship energy, which is basically the state of mind that we experienced at the beginning of a romantic and sexual relationship. This usually involves heightened emotional and sexual feelings and excitement. So we wanted to chat about how we recognize it, how we deal with it, and how we can ultimately keep the good vibes going in our relationships long after they ain't new no more. Yes. So you guys loved it. It was a lot going on, a lot of conversation. A lot of tools for your toolkit. A and lot now, of awareness. Yeah, a lot of awareness. And now we're here with episode 136. 136. Wow. So? For the 200 episodes, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, we don't know. But it's it's coming. It's happening. Mm -hmm. We thank y'all for rocking with us for this long. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Today, um, we have a special guest on yes. to continue our series. We, we have to call in people occasionally to help us tap into what love really is so sit tight mm -hmm. tune in you're gonna enjoy it it was a great episode and we will talk to you all later bye hey ladies so today we have a special guest with us sexologist shamira 
ladies, you guys have been asking us about sex, about intimacy, and uh, y'all know we don't have all the answers. We tell you that time and time again, but we also tell you that when we don't, we'll, we will call on an expert, and that's what we did today. Um, we've been talking about our Love Is series, and so intimacy is a very important part of love, and so... We want to introduce you all to Shamira. Hi, Shamira. Hi, everyone. Hey, girl. Hey. Let our homegirls know who you are, what it is you do. Give them a brief breakdown of who Shamira is. Well, do. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's me, sexologist Shamira. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, international sexologist, sex relationship and dating expert. And I am the founder of Owen the Green Couch, where I specialize in sex and relationship therapy, where I help people manage sexual issues, deal with their relationships, stressors, and have amazing sex. So I am also an Amazon best-selling author of my book, Use Your Mouth, um, and also the best-selling creator of the Use Your Mouth cards. I've been featured all over the media, so in places such as Cosmopolitan, The Huff Post, Exo Nicole, Madame Noir, and Courtney Kardashian site push and so many others. Okay. So I am so happy to speak on this is one of my favorite topics. Come on, give them your rundown, we press love tour. That. <laughs> okay. <laughs> receipts, receipts. Right, right. We love that. Um and that's why we have you here, Shamira, because because of your knowledge, we follow you on Instagram and we see some of our listeners follow you as well and you provide a wealth of information that we need and you also pro you provide it in a way that is so relatable and easy to digest so um before we get into the episode just thank you for that yes thank you i appreciate that that's you just summed up my the goal of why i post the information that i post so i'm glad that people are getting something out of it yes queen yes yeah, so like as we said earlier we've been um We've been talking about love um, in different ways during our Love Is series. This is our sixth episode. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. So it, there's a lot to okay, talk yeah. about. There's so much to cover. Um, but a very important part of love and relationships is intimacy. And just from personal experience and conversations with friends, I feel like there's a lot that's left to discuss because there's a lot of misunderstandings or miscommunications about what intimacy is. And since you're an expert in that area, can you just explain to us what intimacy is and the different types of intimacy there are? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you asked me that because as you know, and people who are following me on social media for the year 2020, my word of the year is intimacy, and I am charged with helping 10,000 people build and maintain intimacy in their lives this year. And I've been on a roll with it, and so uh, the book talks about intimacy a lot. I see a lot of people come to my practice, and one of the questions I ask them is, tell me about the intimacy. What's intimacy look like in your relationship? Y'all, and so I promise you, almost everyone says, well, you know... And then they'll talk about sex. Mm. And I think people, sometimes people will say other things, but usually I would say the majority of people I ask this question to, they always go straight to sex. And so because of that and because of some of the issues that come up in therapy, uh, and like you said, with friends and family members, 
I thought it was important to kind of spell out what intimacy is. And so the definition that I like to use for intimacy is intimacy is being seen, being heard, being valued, being accepted, and being understood. So I decided to go with that because it's not some cliche in the box term, but it it encompasses a lot, right? So being seen, being heard, being valued, being accepted, being understood, and in turn, it's seeing your partner, hearing your partner, valuing your partner, understanding and accepting your partner as well. So that means that, we're, you know, we're allowing ourselves to be raw and vulnerable and open, and that's what intimacy is all about. Sex is a part of intimacy, but that is not only intimacy. I discussed seven types of intimacy, which we won't get into all seven of them, but we'll talk about it in general. But I discussed seven types of intimacy um, because it's what I see most, right? Emotional, social, financial, spiritual, intellectual, physical, and sexual intimacy. We mm. That's good. So it seems like in efforts for us to nurture our intimacy, we need to be focused on all of those, all of those aspects or a majority of them, not just limiting to sex. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. (laughs) That's crazy because so many like intimacy and sex do become synonymous. Yeah. When they're like, Oh, I want to get intimate or we're, Oh, I know. Like we're so intimate when your definition is to be, Seen, heard, and understood, correct? Correct, absolutely. And so I'm going to tell you what that looks like because, you know, that's that's a great definition in my eyes, but I'm going to tell you what that looks like, right? And so if we're talking about different forms of intimacy, we show intimacy differently in all various areas of our relationship. So a big part of intimacy is, so I'm going to get a little personal. So my partner, my husband, uh, just had a procedure done a couple days ago, and I had a lot of stuff scheduled. He scheduled this procedure. I know he really wanted to do this, so I kind of, like, opened my schedule up, made sure that I was available to him, um, and I showed up with him there. I went in. I asked all the questions that I needed to know in order to be able to take care of him. I drove the car because, listen, if you know us and you know that he always drives. Like, he always drives. So, I drove the car. And so, he kind of, like, gave me a gift today because of, even though he gives gifts often, but he gave me a gift today. He was like, you know, I really appreciate how you've been showing up. And so, that's intimacy. Also, yes, for me, he knows that I'm kind of weird, y'all. So, when I take a shower, I use several different towels. So whenever he knows that I've had a long day, he'll go and he'll run the water for me, and he'll have all of my different towels laid out for me. That means he's paying attention to me. He's seeing me. So that is intimacy, right? And he's valuing me. He he likes the things that he accepts and understands the things that I like, even if it's not what he likes or what he wants. And so I like to tell people that intimacy is not just a physical form. That is a part of it. But it's just how you show up for your partner. Mm. And if you're doing all that, laying all my towels out, then I ain't going to have no choice but to give you this thing later. (laughs) See what I'm saying? Yes. That is exactly it. And so if you notice, like, how I started off and I ended with sex, because I say that these seven forms of intimacy, they increase intimacy in and out of the bedroom. And this is how... What you do outside of the bedroom contributes to what happens in the bedroom. Because you know, if they're showing up outside the bedroom, 
you will show off in the bed. Come on. And that's probably why some people don't want to show up because they're not being seen. I'm, you're blind to me. Yeah. I'm blind yeah. to you. Yeah. What? Why aren't you showing yeah. up meeting my needs? And that's why probably where the resistance comes in, where it's like, I don't even have the desire, desire to get a cracking for you yeah. because that intimacy, Absolutely. that real intimacy piece is missing. Okay. Ladies, yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah, because, wow. you know, people really want to know when their partner, and especially in long-term relationships, and I like that you use the word desire, because especially in long-term relationships, people want to know that, they want to know this one thing, you're here for me. You, mm. they, they, people really want to know that you're down for me. Baby, mm. are you down for me? That's all people <laughs> want to know. Are you down for me? Like, are you going to ride for me? When times get tough, mm. when it's rough, are you going to ride for me? Are you going to be here? Can I count on you? Are you dependable? Do you see me? Do I matter to you? That's what they want to know. You hitting all of them. I'm sitting over here like, yeah, that's what I want to know. I'm that's what, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. I know. And, you know, it's funny because um, Germany and I have had this conversation on this show We've been talking about like how when you're in a new relationship and this energy is so strong and there are there is the needs being met. Like, you know, you feel seen, you feel like you're connecting and you're so turned on and want to have sex with this person. But then on the other hand, you have the long term relationship where you find it. You may start finding it kind of difficult to feel turned on or want to engage in sex. It kind of becomes more of a chore. And even some of our listeners were like, you know, what are some ways that Keep it we new. can maintain a healthy sex life or intimacy when we're in a long-term relationship? I feel like that's a problem for a lot of us. It's like, oh, man, on Tuesdays, we I got to fuck, fuck this man. <laughs> right. I, I, hope he don't, I hope he don't tap me. I'm going to play dead. And it's, it's, that's not healthy. That's, not to play dead. <laughs> I've played dead many a times. I'm like, uh-uh, yeah, I'm yeah. drunk. But that is, that is a real big concern for a lot of people in relationships, right? So would you just, just describe that new relationship energy, um, what we call that over here in the, in the therapy world from the Godmans is limerence, right? So that's like the beginning phases of a new relationship where things are fresh and there's this like lust and this sexual appetite that exists there while you're getting to know the person. And this is because of what the brain is doing. It's this new and shiny thing, right? But sometimes, you know, in order to keep a thing new and shiny, you got to keep shining it up or it's going to get dull. So limerence lasts from between 18 months to sometimes even up to three years, right? So usually after a year and a half, I'll see people saying, you know, it's just not what it was in the beginning. Two to three years, like, I wish things would go back. I, she always wanted to have sex. He always wanted to have sex. He always had sex. He always did this. I never had to ask for such and such. And it's like, yeah, because now we're in the throes of it, right? So now we are past the limerence. We've built some trust. And now we're in the commitment phase of the relationship. And I want to know, feel that you are here and that I can depend on you, right? But we get really relaxed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so we have these expectations. Once we start, once we commit, we start having expectations. Many people have expectations on how they want their partners to show up. And that's not happening a lot of times in long-term relationships because things change. The reason, and it's not just things change, we don't change. 
what needs to happen in order to keep the spark going is we have to continue to grow. The goal of any relationship is growth. And if you're not growing together, then you're likely dying. You're killing the relationship. So as you grow, the relationship needs to change. I see people in marriages all the time. They're growing. They're successful. But their relationship is how it was when it started. Let's look at Walmart, for instance. When we, If you think about how Walmart started off and you look at what Walmart is now, you see that the business model has totally changed, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that each person in the relationship is, contributes to the partnership. You contribute to the bottom line of the relationship. And what you put in is what you're going to get out. And you have to constantly evaluate your relationship based on your goal for growth. So you have to show up for your partner, figure out what their needs are, how to meet their needs. One thing that we do is we expect our partners to know so much about us just because we've been together. You know, you know, you hear people when they say stuff like, we've been together for five years. You should know this about me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we've been together for five years and we change. And no, I don't know that. I need to know that about you so I can show up for you. So how do we keep that spark? Stop trying to keep it. Oh, and, okay. and that sounds weird, right? Don't try to keep the initial spark. Allow your your flame to burn. Allow, give yourself the space to grow. Don't smother the flame because you're gonna put it out. Give yourself space to grow. Learn how to engage in healthy conflict. Learn how to communicate. Use your mouth. Communicate your needs. Talk about sex. A lot of times we're having sex. We're not even talking about sex. Okay? Yeah. We're, we need to start. We need to start paying more attention not only to our partners but how we show up in the relationship because that's what we can change. We can only change us. Wow. Girl, you that gave a lot. lot. You gave a lot there. <laughs> Preaching Ooh. on a Sunday. Well, Tuesday for the Ooh. listeners. Sunday okay. My God. Yeah, I'm taking it in. I'm taking it in. So, <laughs> Shamira, you brought up sex and that a lot of times we're not even talking about sex. So, how, how do we evoke these conversations around talking to our partners about sex? Because it almost is a little uncomfortable. For me personally, we could get it cracking, but I might not want to... <laughs> You know, like the the level it's of it's it, difficult. Right? It's kind of awkward. Too. Yeah, it's, it's kind of awkward, awkward. To me too. I'm like, you know, I know, we touching, but <laughs> we the comp- yeah, we're touching. But as far as we the know com- what goes where, let's just put it in exactly. Go. But as far as a conversation, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Right. I don't know. So yeah, how do we start talking about it and making it normalizing the conversation? Sex. 
Oh, um, we're we're getting deep. We're digging. We're digging. I'm sorry. Say it again. I said we're getting deep. There, we're digging. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Talking about so just allowing yourself the space to talk about it um, and do it in a fun way because it's going to be it. It can be awkward starting off, but once anything you practice and it becomes a habit, you get more comfortable with it and take the judgment away and just. You want to talk about sex. I tell people this all the time. If you're having sex with someone, there's no need for you to feel bad about talking about sex with them. If you can't talk about sex with them, they don't need to have sex. Period. I was on Instagram and I saw this thing called the sex journal. And so basically, um, after sex, both partners write down um how they feel about the experience so you'll say like i really liked when you did this i didn't like this too much and the other person also writes down the same and then you guys can both um read each other's entry and then discuss it and i was like this is a pretty cool tool like you know conversational starter where it's not just like so i want to talk to you about sex because a lot of times it's difficult because you don't want to hurt the person's feelings so then you end up kind of sugarcoating it like no that was cool you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've never had to do that. Thank <laughs> God. I mean, I'm a strong believer personally. They miss this me personally. And we can get into this, too, because we know it's difficult for women to orgasm. Now that we're talking about the, mm-hmm. getting to it, yeah. let's get to it. Um, let's get into it, honey, because I'm one of those people. This is my personal tea. I just will not have sex with you if we if I'm not getting off. I'd be like, why did we do that? Well, sometimes you don't know. I know, I know. But that's why I'm glad I'm usually in an LTR or not a necessarily a long-term relationship, but a committed relationship. Before you get there, this is your first time having sex with them. It doesn't I know, I probably off. would not. Long-term relationship. I know, I probably wouldn't want to. I do not like having sex if I'm not going to get off personally. That's all I'm saying. I don't want you to run a mile in my pussy and nothing happened. Dead. At that point, no. No. So, I love it. Talking about hurting, worrying about hurting our partner's feelings and telling them what our likes and dislikes are. There's a way around it. I like to tell people to start by telling your partner what you like versus what you don't like and focus more on what you like. Like you might say something like, oh, that sounds really good when you were rubbing my back while penetrating me last time. Yeah, that I would really like you to do that more. They're going to focus on the stuff that you tell them you like. Oh, I really like how deep you were in it last time we were, you know, do that more. Oh, I really like how you checked in with me to make sure I was okay when you were behind me. You I'm know what? Wow. <laughs> and then you can ask them, right, what, what What are some things that you really like that I was doing? And so that way, you don't have to worry about hurting their feelings. But you know what? Last time you was massaging me, that wasn't it. That just wasn't it. I wasn't into that. Don't do that no more, because that felt horrible. Mm. Not like you was rubbing sandpaper on me. We <laughs> don't have to do that again, you know? So, that's the way not to do it, right? But when we're talking about orgasm, you're right. Women have such a hard time orgasming, and it goes back. There's a lot of reasons for that, and I'm going to tell you what you just said about if I'm not going to orgasm, I'm just going to have sex. So that is a great attitude to take because if you have a partner, you want to be able to have sex with a partner who wants you to have pleasure as well. The reason why a lot of women aren't able to orgasm is because a lot of women 
averse to pleasure. Like we aren't taught how to embrace pleasure that often. Mm -hmm. So I like to talk to people about uh, pleasure, making pleasure a part of their everyday lives outside of sex. And this is how you cultivate intimacy within yourself, right? So once you start doing a lot of the things that feel good to you outside the bedroom, like in moderation, if you know you like coffee ice cream, I'm talking about myself here. Drink <laughs> some coffee ice cream and eat your coffee ice cream and really taste it when you eat it. Like when you eat something that, that you really want, allow yourself to taste it and uh, indulge in it, right? Mm. So when you're having sex, you will indulge in it. And what you'll do is you'll demand that you receive pleasure. You'll demand that you orgasm. You'll make sure you orgasm. But again, I'm talking about you individually. So you want to make sure that you have an intimate relationship with yourself, that you know your body. Because when you know who you are, you know what you want, you ask for it. Mm. When you know what you want and you know who you are, you ask for it. And you don't you demand it, right? So if you know how to bring yourself to orgasm, if you are super pro-pleasure and you know how political pleasure is and how healing pleasure is, then you won't have any problem saying, look, while you're down there, I need you to do this because this is the way I orgasm. This is the way, this is how I come, just like this, okay? So, because, let me tell you something about the orgasm gap. Women in heterosexual relationships are orgasming way less than men in heterosexual relationships. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Men in, heterosexual men who have a sex with women, they orgasm closer to 98% of the time. Heterosexual women, less than 70% of the time. Oh, wow. Uh, people who are, yes, people who are in uh, lesbian relationships, they're orgasming closer to 86% of the time. This is research, and there's yeah. an orgasm gap, and we're noticing that a lot of women aren't taking control of their own pleasure here. So your orgasm is your business. That's your business. So when you have a sex, it's up to you to make sure you're going to get your orgasm. But you also want to make sure that you have a partner who is also committed to your pleasure. Does that kind of make sense? I know that does. Because when this ain't working for me, I'll be like, go ahead and lay down. It makes sense. Let me do what I got to do. It makes sense because. Let me do my thing. Let me do Exactly. I'll be like, go ahead and lay down. Let me do what I got to do. Yeah. And with women, I think um, a lot of expectations are placed on women to have this good pussy for a man to want her. So a lot of women focus on pleasing him and showing out and flipping tricks to show him everything that you can do to please him. Yeah, and so women's play. Okay. Please. Yeah, yeah. Show the tricks. But I think that's why a lot of women's pleasure falls to the back burner because they thinking, yeah, <laughs> uh, I put it on him or whatever because I need to keep him or show him, you know, pussy whip him or whatever um, we be telling ourselves. But yes, definitely it's very important for us to be pleasured. And it is our responsibility Absolutely. and also his responsibility. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Whip it, flip it, lick it, dick it, (laughs) dick it. But you had said some, you was talking about um, how important it is for us to foster intimacy with ourselves. And you mentioned um, having pleasure, like outside, finding pleasure outside of the bedroom, like with the ice cream example. Are there any other ways that we can foster intimacy with ourselves? I know some of us, um, experience mm-hmm. challenges because of maybe low self-worth, low self-esteem, maybe some trauma, mm-hmm. and it's hard. So are mm-hmm. there any other ways that we can foster intimacy 
with ourselves to make sure when we get into these relationships, we have a high expectation from our partners as well? So this is going to be hard for a lot of women, especially black women, because we are socially conditioned um, to give, to be givers, givers. So once you turn it around and be open to receive, not only will you have more orgasms, but you'll also start putting your pleasure and putting yourself as priority, right? So, you you know, we always say you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. And you don't want to pour from a full cup either because then you still won't have enough for you. You want to make sure that your cup is overflowing so that people catch from your overflow. Come on. You always want to let people catch from your overflow, right? So that means you got to fill yourself up. you got to fill yourself up. You have to prioritize your needs and desires. And I'm not saying, I'm saying being selfish, but not self-centered, right? What I'm saying is honor what your needs and desires are, but also allow yourself the space to be there for other people, but not at the expense of being able to show up for yourself, right? So if you need a break, take a break. If somebody wants to help you, allow them to help you. Mm. What are your needs? What are your desires? What are some things you want to do? Set some goals for yourself and do those things, right? Being able to be alone with yourself and just feel connected and close to yourself. Start taking care of yourself and putting, and I don't mean just getting your hair done and your nails nails done. I mean, allowing rest to be priority too. Allowing play. You know, as adults, sometimes we forget about play and how fun it is and allowing yourself to play. I was just outside right before this flying a kite. And flying that kite on the lake with my kids, uh, my sister, flying that kite, and I was just so happy. It was, I was so happy flying a kite. First of all, I could fly a kite better than everybody out here. <laughs> but I was so happy flying that kite, and you just sometimes you forget how fun and, and how much of a relief it is just to have some play. So figure out what play looks like for you, right? In the book, I say you might plan to go to sleep an hour earlier or wake up an hour uh, earlier or later for the next 30 days. Or you might want to spend some alone time. Whatever you choose to do to prioritize your needs is unique and it's beneficial to the relationship you have with yourself. And also it's beneficial to how you show up in relationship with other people because we are in relationships with everything around us. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking care of yourself and if you're pouring into yourself, if you're masturbating and orgasm, if that's your thing, do that. Do that. Tap A in. <laughs> that's what we doing. We doing that. That's you know what you brought up masturbating and um is there a way, because I know that that's a, a little, it could be taboo for us too, right? For us to be like, oh, girl, I be masturbating. Or we just limit the pleasure that we have to these relational encounters with a person or whatever. Is there a way for us to uh-huh. healthily learn to masturbate or get comfortable masturbating? So it is kind of taboo for a lot of people because of the messages that we receive about our bodies, about our vulvas, and about sex in general as women. So it can be a little uh, uncomfortable for a lot of people. And so I meet with a lot of women who have never orgasmed, who have never masturbated. And I do see some people who have masturbated, and they're like, no, that's just not my thing. And it's okay if it's not your thing just because it's not your thing. uh, You don't enjoy it. But if it's not your thing because you've not because you are ashamed of it or you don't think you're supposed to be touching yourself, then that can kind of take a little bit more exploration to see where that's coming from. So I kind of tell people any way to start with, don't start off by just going in and touching yourself, right? 
Mm. Um, I like to start by telling people to look at their vulvas. I use this example everywhere I go that if we're in a room full of people with penises and I have pictures of every penis in there and I tell every penis owner, go and point out your penis. Every person in there is going to be able to point out their penis. They're going to recognize their penis in the lineup. If I do the same thing with, with people with vulvas, many of the vulva owners will not recognize on vulva because wow. how many times do people actually look at their vulva? Some people so never. Some people have never looked at their vulva, right? And I see that every day. And I'm like, go have you a date with your vulva. And Emily Nagowski talks about this in her book, Come As You Are, um, where you get a mirror and when you're relaxed after a shower or something, it's like a handheld mirror, and you just look. You put the mirror between your legs, and you look at your vulva, and you just observe what it looks like, and pay attention to the feelings that come up to you while you're looking. And you want to do that at least once, maybe a week, maybe. And then once, then start touching, not for pleasure at this point. You're still touching just for exploration, right? Mm. So you want to separate the labia. So the vulva is... It includes the labia, the inner labia, the outer labia. It includes the bulb of the clitoris. Um, some people can see their vaginal opening. So you just basically want to look at uh, the vulva. So the lips of the vulva, what's that look like? Some people even like to explore by sticking a finger inside of the vagina, which is not the same as the vulva, right? So also the mons where the hair grows, that's a part of your vulva as well. You, I like to tell people to touch yourself just to just to feel what the sensations are like because the textures are different. The inner labia feels much different and much more sensitive than the outer labia. Some people are able to touch the uh, bulb of the clitoris. Some people are not because it's so sensitive. That's where all the nerve endings are, a whopping 8,000. So to get comfortable with the vulva, you need to explore it more, right? So you need to know what's down there. A lot of people don't even know what's what. And mm. a lot of us don't even know that our clitoris extends inside of the body. So it's not just what you see on the outside. It actually extends three and a half inches to four inches mm. inside of the body as well. So um, get to know it. And then you want to start rubbing around, maybe using your fingers, using some type of vibrator. And you want to start feeling what it's like to stimulate yourself, stimulating your clitoris, stimulating your labia, stimulating your full vulva, maybe inserting something in the vagina that you might like to stimulate you, uh, finding out what's erotic to you, right? Maybe reading some erotica beforehand to novel. get you turned on. This girl said the Zane novels, the Sex Chronicles. <laughs> the Zane. You know, okay. I grew up on Zane novels. Me too. So, you know, reading some erotica, watching some, if porn is your thing, watching some porn, uh, not the production porn, I don't like the production porn, but watching mm -hmm. some porn. Homemade. What's the other um, kind of porn? Your, oh, the homemade porn? Home videos? Yeah, like, like the point of view, homemade porn, usually porn like that you pay for is usually some good porn, but mm. not the production stuff where it starts off with the guy coming to fix something and the person is squirting four feet across the room. And, yeah. You yeah. know, she, yeah. So Unrealistic. Nice but, you know, you want to look at stuff that kind of, you know, whatever turns you on. If that turns you on, fine. But if, as long as you know the difference between entertainment and reality. But if we're talking about how do you get comfortable with masturbation, you want to explore your vulva first. Explore what's erotic to you. Touch yourself more. And then maybe allow your partner to touch you, too. Mm, bringing him in it. 
Come here. Oh, let you me... get it. Break, don't break him in it. Let you, you know, let him wait a little while. He can watch. He can watch. That might add another layer. Yeah, that can add another layer of eroticism. He can watch you, but allow Talking yourself to feel the feels first before you bring him in. I'll probably be like, don't look at me. <laughs> I've done yeah. that before. Oh. On one of my kinky days. Yeah. But (laughs) once you know, I'm just thinking like, once you know the ins and outs of your vulva, of your flower, (laughs) that's like, so that that is how you can better direct someone up in there. Like, go to the left. Yeah. The left is where you go go to the left. That's just like if somebody comes into your home, you're going to know how to direct them, tell them what to do. But if you don't know your home, they actually where the paper towel is. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know where I keep (laughs) the paper towel. Hey, listen, listen. We don't want to rely on them, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't really know either. So listen, if we don't know, they don't know. So they're doing what they did with Sarah, Jane, Ashley, and they thinking that that's what we like too. No, you got to say, I'm Shamira, I'm Brittany, I'm Germany. This is what I like. To the left, to the left. Right? Uh, over here. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you get in your car and you, some people drive on E, and you know, you're like, okay, I got it. I know I saw 20 more miles. I know my car. You know yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you tell him, look, give me your hand. I'm going to show you to direct the penis where you want that to be as well. So, you know, you allow him to show him from whomever you have access to. Show him what you like. They like that. Because guess what? It helps them out and... Once you both know the sex is better, you get to explore together, and guess what? That's where the orgasms come. That's, That's where the, the water works. That's it right there. That's the water works. The splash waterfalls. <laughs> Cue the ludicrous. Man. Okay, yeah. so we've been talking about sex, and we started off with intimacy. But one thing we didn't talk about was how we can nurture intimacy um, in these relationships. So what are some ways that we can make sure we're keeping the intimacy alive and not just fall into a routine? This is going to sound really easy, but it's one of the hardest things that I see in relationships. You're going to have to use your mouth and put your mouth all over your relationship. Not that way. Think about the other way, right? When I say use your mouth, I mean you're going to have to talk to each other. That's how you show up. You know, you have to talk and pay attention. That is how you cultivate intimacy. You have to talk to each other, ask each other questions. Conversations rule relationships. Conversations change relationships. And you have to make sure that you're having the right kind of conversations and asking the right kinds of questions so that you know how to show up for your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all in what you're talking about. You don't want to spend your time talking about just what's going on with other people. We A lot of couples, a lot of relationships, they talk about everybody else except them. And the only time they start talking about the relationship is when? When they have a problem. No, mm-hmm. no, no. We want to talk about the relationship all the time. And that's why I got the cards in the book. You want to ask each other questions about intimacy. And, you know, when do you feel closer to me? How would you describe the spiritual intimacy in our relationship? You got to know what this stuff is, right? You want to talk to your partner about what in the, how you like to express your individuality. What do you like most about being with them, in the relationship with them? What would you like to see happening more? I tell couples to have what I call um, intimacy inventory because you need to be appraising your relationship often to make to see what's going on. Have an intimacy inventory starting off once a week for four weeks and then once a month. 
That way you know what's going on in the relationship. You know where you're showing up and you know where you need to show up and vice versa. You get to tell your partner where you appreciate them showing up for you and what else you would like. All in all different aspects of the relationship. Because earlier I mentioned the seven types of intimacy and that can sound overwhelming for people that's like, okay, I gotta do all of this stuff. But if you are having these relationship inventories uh, weekly or monthly with your partner, where you're sitting down and you're talking about what's going on, you know, it's like a team meeting, right? You're talking about what's going on, what you need, what, you're, what you appreciate, what you don't need as well. And you start doing these things and the intimacy and your relationship will appreciate and value. You'll see how much growth you have. You'll see how much you start enjoying just being in your partner's company. And you'll see how good the sex gets because it gets better. See, I think that's a, the um, good thing, like you mentioned, and even reflecting when I was in a long-term relationship, you get so in this uh, rhythm or this pattern of just like, how's your day? Good. Oh, okay. What do you want to eat? What yes. do you want to do? I didn't Absolutely. even, yeah, when you ask those questions, like, how am I showing up for you? What do you need from me? Right. That's really digging down deep and making sure that you guys are staying connected yeah. in a way different way. Like, I want, I'm taking that into my next relationship. Same, because that was a missing yeah. piece in mine as well. The intimacy? Yeah, the intimacy. It's like when we're talking, it is like about kind of the surface Mundane. level things. Like, not saying that we know yeah, we just right. live on the surface, but. The the day to day was pretty surface unless there was an issue and then that's when we're sitting down and getting deep. getting all emotional and unpacking trying to keep this damn relationship together mm. when there's things that we needed to be doing all along to where we probably all wouldn't even reach along. this yeah. disagreement or this hurdle or this problem if we were doing the upkeep and like you said the maintenance. maintenance and making sure that we were connected I really um can say that that attributed to the Downfall. the break apart. Yeah, the downfall. Absolutely. The downfall, and I'm Absolutely. like, you know what? We could, we could have, and I we could have been dead. I think that's how. <laughs> I think that's the way that you could love somebody and still struggle with intimacy. Oh yeah, it's not always oh, yeah. just love, right, Shamira? It's like the love isn't always enough. That's sad. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still love and struggle with intimacy because intimacy is one of those things that changes. It varies, which is why we have to be in constant communication because what I the way I like you showing up today, I might change three months from now and I might need you to show up differently. Mm. So I need to use my mouth and tell you that. And that doesn't mean I don't love you, right? That don't mean I don't love you or you don't love me. It just means that my needs change and my intimacy needs change, which is why I need to make sure that I'm in constant communication and I'm allowing you to enter and to know when I grow because whenever we grow, you know, the goal of any relationship is growth, but we don't experience identical growth in relationships, right? Mm. But that doesn't mean we still can't grow together. We need to discuss and adjust. So use your mouth. Talk to your partner. Look, I know three weeks ago you was licking my elbow and that felt great. But this week I'm kind of wanting you to crack my knuckles a little bit because that's why I'm at with you, you gotta be able to discuss it and adjust. Again, it doesn't mean like I don't love you. I don't want to ex- have these experiences with you. It just means that I'm in I'm in a different space. I like okay. that. Discuss and adjust. Take that into your relationship. It requires frequent. Like we've been in a ten year relationship, and you're still showing up with the year one way. Yes. Like oh no, oh no, um, we can't I don't do like that, that anymore. If nothing changes, nothing changes, and mm-hmm. we can't do that. Yep. So speaking of um, these long-term relationships and intimacy, sometimes there's infidelity, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. 
what are some ways that people can refoster or maybe begin to foster intimacy after infidelity has occurred? Is that even a possibility? I'm sure it's very challenging because it's like you said, you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to be protected. That's what intimacy and is. And now you just violated me. And now me. the trust has been broken with the infidelity. So oh, yeah. what do we do there? Infidelity is huge, right? Infidelity is a big, a big relationship injury because you just put a whole damper on the trust, right? We need trust in order to keep our relationships afloat. And so you, we have to focus on whether or not we are in a space where we can rebuild the trust. How deep was this injury to the relationship? What does this mean to the, to the health of the relationship? Can I grow? Can we grow from this? And most importantly, are you willing to start over in a new relationship? Because once mm. infidelity hits, for a lot of people, the betrayal is too too deep and too hurtful for them to pick up where they were. And yeah. so you don't want to pick up where you were. You want to be able to start over. So are you willing to enter into a new relationship where we rebuild all of this while repairing the trust that was broken mm. in the relationship while we are reevaluating how we each showed up in this relationship? And that's going to be a lot of work. And it can possibly take a few years. So just make sure that you're realistic about your boundaries and your needs and your desires you might not want to do that. You might like, you know what, I might just go ahead and try my luck with somebody else. Mm. Or you might say, you know what, okay, let's try this again. Let's see what works. Let's break down and knock down that relationship that we had. And let's figure out what we need to do in order to show up for each other in this new relationship while repairing the injury. I don't recommend anybody to do that on their own. I don't recommend, I don't, I have not ever seen injury or, you know, trust recovery repaired without assistance from a professional. So mm. you definitely need a professional therapist, coach, somebody to be able to help you through it because it's hard, y'all. It's hard, see? So if you're trying to go that route, connect with somebody. Can you get, see, you need a, a village because yeah. it ain't going to work by itself. It doesn't have to be as hard. Like a person who can mediate for you and show up, yeah. they uh, they can definitely help you figure, the, figure it out and give you tools to help you deal with it but by yourself it's gonna be too hard the mm. non-biased through this conversation yeah, that I've, through the through this conversation what i've really um took away is the importance of communication mm -hmm. to foster intimacy and also i'm like i'm like you really have to have a mature partner yes and one who's ready to receive this information because that can be a hindrance like you're, oh, yeah. you, you have all of this knowledge, you're enlightened, you're, in, you're awakened, and you're like, you know, babe, let me, let's talk about what I want now. And maybe they might not be so receptive, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's when you really have to be like, oh, this probably isn't it anymore. Right. Because they're not on the same yeah. page and they don't fully understand. They just think, oh, we're just going through the motions. We've been doing this. It's your this should work what are you talking about why are you always complaining when it's like if you really want to take this relationship to the next level beyond just us being together for however many years but really growing our relationship and not staying in a stagnant place we, we both have to, have to be communicating and willing to do the work it's a lot absolutely absolutely you just said it we both have to be willing to do be willing and ready to do the work. And one thing that's important is recognizing that you and your partner are likely not going to be on the same page all the time, but you need to make sure you have the same goal, right? Mm. So you, because we grow differently, we grow at different intervals. So 
being patient, but also having boundaries, not being a doormat, right? It's the difference in being patient, but also just being complacent. You don't want to be complacent. Um, so you don't want to just let somebody just walk all over you and misuse your boundaries. You want to have boundaries. And if you have a partner who continues to violate your boundaries, then that's a direct sign that it's time to limit their access to you. Cut the water short. <laughs> mm. Yeah, lack of boundaries, is that can that be attributed to lack of personal intimacy? Absolutely. It can be because, you know, intimacy is all, it's, you know, those things that are all, we're always in relationship with people. And the thing about intimacy is you need to be, you need empathy in order to extend intimacy. I'm sorry. So you need empathy in order to extend intimacy. So you need to be able to extend your feelings and show how you understand your partner's feelings and respect your partner's feelings and how you value your partner's feelings. And if you are violating their boundaries, the reason why it's such a violation is because what you're saying is, I don't really respect you. Mm -hmm. I'm not respecting your mind right now. Like, I'm just, I don't care about your limits. That don't matter to me. Ooh, when you say it like that, I don't care about your limits. You sound real disrespectful and like, I want to fight. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or you don't care. Or fight. Exactly. Um, Keeping on the intimacy train, uh, one of our homegirl listeners reached out to us and had a really intense, not even intense, had a question that we can't answer. So we bringing it to you. How do um, how would one get over sexual trauma in efforts to enjoy intimacy more? Yeah. That's tough. You know, that's really tough because sexual trauma is often an indication of a, a boundary violation, right? right? Um, if one feels in control and not in control of their bodies, and therefore you don't want nobody else touching you. You don't want to be intimate. You don't want to share that part of your body because for a lot of people, sex is, it makes them feel out of control. Mm-hmm. So with that, I always recommend uh, someone who specializes in sexual trauma to help you deal with that. That's not something that I would ever recommend anybody try to deal with on their own without uh, help because it's the the pain cuts really deeply. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of pain. There's a different level of healing that's there. There's a different level of exposure back into being sexually intimate with other people that's needed there. And there's a lot of time. So you need to be with someone who, or you need to work with someone who's professionally trained to be able to uh, help to guide you and sit with you through that. That's great advice. Speaking of um, needing professionals' help, does this require does this require professionals? So say that we have intimacy, right? We feel we are nurturing our mm-hmm. intimacy. We have the desire there, or maybe we don't have the desire. We are, we've nurtured our intimacy. We have a strong relationship, but you have a low libido. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that something that we can repair on our own, or does that require professional help as well? Probably need to get one of them little so pills the from thing. the liquor store. This is the thing. <laughs> the thing about libido, a lot of people call it sex drive, desire. I like to call it sexual desire. Okay. So a lot of what we are calling low libido and low sex drive isn't actually low libido or low sex drive. So because there's really no like way to measure what is somebody would say normal we say you know so there's no measure you are who you are right so mm-hmm. a lot of people say i don't have a low libido because my partner wants it all the time and i don't ever want to have sex so it's not that you have a low libido you have different desire from your partner and so 
that stems from a lot of different issues. And so we talk about, and Emily in her book talks about accelerators and breaks. There are things that really pump us up for desire, and there are things that really inhibit our desire. And so mm. once we know what our breaks are and what our accelerators are, then we can be able to deal with desire differently. We get, we, we're able to view desire differently. Because when we're talking about desire, we're talking about some type of erotic stimulation, right? Something that stimulates us to want sex. When we're talking about arousal, we're talking about a physiological response mm. to um, that sexual stimulation. So we're talking about something that literally happens in our bodies. Those things don't always line up in the same way. They don't always happen together. Sometimes they don't ever happen. And for a lot of people, they don't desire sex until they're actually in the midst of engaging in sexual activity. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay. So if you and your partner are, have what we call mismatched desire, that's okay. What you need to figure out is what the sexual relationship looks like for you. So if your partner wants sex three times a week and you only want it once, it doesn't mean that you have a low desire. It just means that your level of sexual desire is less than your partner's, right? Mm. You have a different level of desire. But if it's problematic for you, if it's bothersome to you, if you're feeling like, you know what, this isn't what's common for me, then I do recommend you talking to a sex therapist to see what's contributing to, if anything is contributing to the lack of desire um, or a decrease in desire, which happens often. Things that are happening in the relationship are usually what contributes to a lack of sexual desire. Some people don't realize they're depressed, they're dealing with anxiety, they're Mm -hmm. dealing with work stress, they're dealing with the stress of doing everything in the house, which creates a lack of desire for your partner. You know, so there's a lot of things that contribute to that. And the only way I would say to talk to a professional if you're having low desire is if it's bothering you or if if it's causing major problems in your relationship. Got you. So you mentioned you might or a person might want to only desire sex one time a week. Your partner might want it three times a week. How are we healthily coming up with a balance? Because sometimes that's an issue. You you know, these men be wanted... Pardon me, these men be wanted it <clears throat> all the time, and you might not be that type mm-hmm. of sister. So, are we doing the sacrifice? Germany paid the price. <laughs> Am I coming to meet his needs, or are we meeting somewhere in the middle? Is it what does that look like? So, that looks different in every relationship. You don't want to get caught up into having sex out of obligation because that causes you to want sex less and less, mm-hmm. less and less. That causes you to build resentment for your partner. Um, so you want to have sex because you want, and if you and your partner want sex a different amount of times, you definitely want to make sure that you're evaluating what sex looks like in the relationship. So the thing about sex, right? We think about sex as just penis and vagina. Whenever a lot of people think about sex, immediately penis and vagina comes up for them, right? And that's not, sex isn't just limited to penis and vagina. There are lots of different ways to have sex. The way that I define sex is I say that sex is a mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional erotic connection shared between those involved. So with that saying, there are lots of different ways to have sex. You can have penetrative sex. You can have non-penetrative sex. You can have mutual masturbation. You can watch porn. Mm. You can go um, watch each other masturbate. You mm, can have, uh, yeah, you can have outer course, which is a form of non-penetrative sex where you want to you want to broaden your sexual repertoire 
So you don't want to just look at sex as penis and vagina. Like the only time we're having sex is if a penis is inside of a vagina. You know, you can have breast sex where a penis oh. goes between the breast and you lose the breast up and the penis goes between there. Like you have, you could use your whole body. You have nose. You could rub the tip of your nose on a clitoris. That feels great. Yeah, that's my you thing. You can rub your nose. <laughs> yes, okay. You can rub your nose on testicles, on a shaft of a penis, on the head of a penis. The tip of the nose being rubbed on the head of the penis, put a little lube on it. That's great. Add a little tongue, a little lip. There you go. <laughs> so sex is what you make it. So the first thing that I like to tell people is to think about sex differently. If you want to, don't think about sex as just intercourse. Think about other ways to have sex and then recreate a sexual relationship that's specific to the individual couple. And I that's how you do You have to open and broaden your horizons about what sex looks like. Be realistic. Not, you know, understand where your partner is coming from. Talk about what your brakes and accelerators are for sex. Basically, turn on, turn off. Um, and work with each other. And lose the expectation that sex is supposed to look one way. There are lots of ways to have sex. Yes. I'm going to say, tonight I'm going to have sex with your mind. <laughs> tonight yeah. we're having mind sex. <laughs> Remember we were watching yeah, that episode black. of... um, Good Black? No, Black oh. Mirror, when he was like having sex in that virtual oh, video yes. game. Go yeah. on the game with me or something, <laughs> you know. But um, Shamaya, all this information that you provided has been useful, just as we expected. Yeah. Um, it's definitely... Tools that I'm putting into my toolkit when I enter my next relationship because Same. I'm gonna be like, yes. so let's talk about intimacy. Yeah, what do you know about intimacy? Because I need into me, into me, I see. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm sure the listeners, our homegirl listeners, feel the same. Yes, let them know everything that you have going on, uh, more tools that you offer, and where they can find you. All right, listeners. So if you're not already, you can follow me on social media at Sexologist Shamira. So I'm at Sexologist Shamira on Instagram and Facebook. Y'all, I don't really know how to work on Twitter, so just follow me on there. And my website is onthegreencouch.com. That's where you can find um, information for my book, which I recommend for anyone who wants to know how to improve intimacy in and out of the bedroom in a quick way, because this book is very short. It's a pocket-sized book. You can also find the book on Amazon. Um, you can find the Sex and Relationship Conversation Starter Cards on my website, on thegreencouch.com. I usually post different events on uh, Instagram and Facebook, so just give me a follow and let me know when you get there. Shout me uh shout out yourself so i can say hey yes, yes. we love it girl and i love <laughs> that you got the noia accent no yeah i love oh, it you don't be hearing that girl i love it you sound yeah, like you about to it. turn on a bounce record <laughs> <laughs> big three <though. laughs> well i can't wait to tell my sister that <laughs> yes i love it honey Okay, you guys. Yeah. So, um, again, thank you, Shamira, and you all going over there. All of the information she provided is down in our show notes. So, make sure you go follow her, please, and thank and you. let her know where you came from. Peace. That's perfect. Okay. I love it. Thanks so much, Shamira. You're welcome. And if any of the listeners, um, 
want a discount on any of the products I mentioned below, I will have um, a discount Black Girl Bravado. It's going to be the discount. Yes, we love that. Yes. Thank you.